Welcome to Tone Benders. My name is Renee Coronado, and with me today, it's Tim Muirhead. Hey, Tim. Hey, Renee. How you doing? I'm doing great. We also have Teresa. What's up, Teresa? Hello. How you doing? So Tim managed to sneak into Foley One and have a little interview with some of the folks over there. Who'd you talk to, Tim? Uh, yeah, I went to Foley One, which is a Foley studio here in Toronto, and I was able to talk with Steve Bain, who is the main Foley artist, Peter Prasad, who's the main Foley mixer, and Gina Wark, who is the Foley editor, and also Rocky, the studio dog, who had no idea why I was putting mics on all of his buddies and was very confused by it all. You may recall back in Tonebenders episode 74, we interviewed Erica Dahl and Ethan Vanderrein about the work they did as the sound supervisors for A Quiet Place, this really amazing film. And during that episode, they praised the Foley team and told us that it was Foley One up in Toronto. Now, I live in Toronto, so I thought, well, I got to go see these guys and uh, give them an interview. And it turns out that it was a really good time to go interview them because in the last little while, they've done A Shape of Water, which obviously won the Oscar for Best Picture, Isle of Dogs, the new Wes Anderson movie, Mother, the most recent Darren Aronofsky film, and also obviously A Quiet Place, which is uh, how I kind of uh, got the idea to go talk to them. They invited me into their studio and we did the interview in the control room, looking through the window at their Foley stage with all the doors and all the props and everything. And I just love being in Foley environments because it's not something that I get to do often. And it's such an interesting part of audio post-production that I just love kind of immersing myself and seeing how it works. They were super nice. They talked about all the projects they've been working on recently. And uh, you may notice that although Gina is there, she barely speaks, but you can feel the essence of Gina in the room because she giggles every once in a while. But I think I think she pipes up a couple times. But yeah, Gina was very happy to uh, let the other guys talk. I think she's a little bit more shy than the other guys. So we started the conversation talking about how long the three of them have been working together as a team. Hi, I'm Steve Bain. I'm the Foley artist. Hi, I'm Gina Wark, Foley Assistant. Hello, I'm Pete Persaud, and I'm the recordist. We've been working together for... 25 years, I think. No. Her and I, yes, maybe about 25 years. Wow. 25 years. And I joined the wagon 2001 Yeah, I was going to say about 18, maybe 17, 18 years. Yeah. So you're the new guy. Uh, yeah, I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here mostly to talk about the work that you guys did on... Uh, the new movie, A Quiet Place. But uh, I just thought I'd mention really quickly, three of the last four movies that I saw in the theater, you guys actually worked on. So you guys are on quite a roll with uh, The Shape God. of Water winning Best Picture, Isle of Dogs getting great reviews, and now A Quiet Place, the movie number one in all over the world, and everybody's talking about it. So congratulations on the role you guys are on. Why, thank you. Yeah, obviously you. it's not just that. You guys worked on tons of stuff before that, but uh, I can't seem to go to the movies and not have you guys in my ears, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're very lucky that way, for sure. For sure. So A Quiet Place, you guys... When you first heard about it, were approached about doing it, what were your first thoughts about the film? Uh, it was more, wasn't it more the editors, you know, when getting the call from them and and then finding out what they've worked on and all that kind of stuff. It's like, whoa. But they just, what did they do? They just showed us a little trailer of it to uh, to do. And I remember we looked at it and we were kind of busy at the time. And I remember saying, we got to work on this. <laughs> That's all I remember pretty much, you know. It looked, it looked so cool. Yeah, the trailer looked really neat and it looked like it was going to be quite a audio highlighted film, which it turns out to be. For sure. 
this is a question I had for you guys about your thought process, I guess. You guys are going to be doing covering fully for everything, no matter what the film is. But did you approach this one differently, knowing that there wasn't going to be a huge soundtrack over top of it? And Oh. Yeah, so um, a lot of films we do cover head to tail, all, all physical movements of all the actors and stuff. But a lot of uh, L.A. films that we get, we are directed to just do this. Yeah. So we don't cover necessarily everything because they know mostly down there where the mu music points are going to be and where the effects will dominate. So they just kind of give us notes, just do from here to here. And then there may be a walk, you know, a walk down a path that's shot far in the distance and they don't want us to cover that because they know it's going to be a music moment or wind is going to take over or you know stuff like that so it's a little different that way yeah we should like we should also mention there's like a fourth member who is kind of our boss pretty much okay. is the foley supervisor jonathan klein down in la and he's the one that kind of he's the one that's directed you know, us yeah this is his brainchild of what to do and what needs to be done and how to make it sound and all that that kind of stuff, which is different from up here in Canada because we usually just have to go and figure it all out. But he specifically gives us sessions and says, I want this here and I want it to sound like that and that, you know, with the, the freedom to kind of like make it ours. But it's pretty much, he's pretty much directing what we do. And So did he come up here or did he, it was all remote? Nope. All remote. Yeah. All emails. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually got down, we got to go down there for, because uh, Shape of Water was up for a sound award down in L.A. So we actually got to go down there and meet them, which yeah. was really cool. We got a tour of the studio, the facilities and everything. So that was very uh, eye-opening. Yeah, and he picked our brains about the, our mentality about how we don't have full editors and all that kind of, you know, like supervisors and all that kind of stuff. So it was good to get a perspective of what it's like down there, uh, how they do things. So how did you, how did they come to you to begin with? Craig Hennigan. Okay. So he's a good buddy of ours and ex-Pat from up here who works down there mm -hmm. on a lot of big stuff. And uh, I think they reached out to him, Eric and Ethan. And uh, he recommended us because we we'd done uh, we did Mother last year as well, and yeah, we have several a of Darren Aronofsky's long films. relationship with Craig of uh, you know doing his films and him mentoring us, and you know. so yeah, they just reached out to us, and cool, we kind of dropped everything and went, yep, we'll do it, <laughs> we're in, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about the process. There's a lot of bare feet in this. Oh boy, yeah. Oh, it's almost exclusively bare feet. Yeah. They all walk around in bare feet for the, for the sensitive, sensitivity of the sound, yes. Mm -hmm. So how did you vary the character's bare feet? Well, in general, with it's, you know, you kind of juggle the, the male, female, kid kind of thing. So I walk a little heavier when it's a male, obviously a little softer on the female characters. And then kids, you really try to lighten it up. But it's got, you know, it's not only just myself doing that, it's Pete as well also fiddling with some knobs here and there to lighten things up or heavy them up too. So it was a challenge for sure because everywhere they walked in the film, there's a path of sand too. Mm -hmm. But there's a specific challenge with this film where you have to make noise without making noise. <laughs> yes. All our direction was do this sound, but do it quietly. 
<laughs> so, what is it, Jonathan said? We were working on a film that's supposed to be quiet, but it's going to be loud. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. We don't want to hear it, but we still want to feel it. How did that change your approach then? Uh, just kind of always in the back of my mind. Keep it light. Keep yeah. it, you know, boost the mic a little bit more than you usually would and be, a, you know, very soft to the touch kind of thing. Um, they're playing Monopoly or something in the in the movie, and they, because of the noise thing, they've all the pieces were like little pieces of felt and stuff, but they still want to hear that, right? A piece of felt on a cardboard doesn't make too much sound, but yeah, our job is to make it make a sound. <laughs> it was it was actually a challenge. It, it was fun because it was basically bringing in the microphone until it pops. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, okay, nope, that's too much. Right there, okay. And then he can go softer. And then our greatest uh, enemy was noise. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, it was a lot of dealing with that. Once we could handle the noise, then he could do whatever he needed to do. As I was saying, too, though, with uh, last year we did Mother. Mm -hmm. And um, it was the same kind of thing. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence character in that walks around in bare feet the whole movie, mm -hmm. everywhere. So that was, we kind of had that in the back of our mind, okay, we've kind of done this, so we know our levels, we know, yeah. you know where to place the mic. So it kind of made it a little, uh, not easier, but, you know, quicker. Worked out some of the kinks. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, we did. Well, it was, and it's always like, bare feet, great. <laughs> you know, oh great, bare feet again, you know. Sore feet too, sore feet. Yes. And in winter. Days. Yeah, so his feet were freezing. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, that was a lot of fun. We're like, oh, sounds good in here, just keep at it, you know. <laughs> the abuse you take, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're nice and warm. He moves the microphone with a fader up, so <laughs> I get it back. <laughs> um, oh, there we go. Yeah. So we, this is Rocky, right? Yes, yeah, this we're is Rocky. Some sounds from Rocky. Is this the studio dog? Is he? Yes, fully dog. Yeah, he he's my buddy. Yeah, yes. you chill it out, Rocky. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> so from a mixing perspective, the fully mixing. Normally, I'm assuming you guys are putting building perspective in all the time, right? Yes. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. It, over the years, we've kind of learned that. Uh, Specific movies have specific perspective, you know. Mm -hmm. The uh, like a like a talky drama movie, we can put in the perspectives more and things like that. And the action ones, it's all gone. As soon as there's an explosion, it's all gone. Yeah. So it's all about meat and potatoes and getting base and all that kind of stuff. So, but for this uh, film, okay. <laughs> for this film, a quiet place. Where, did you change your? Uh, approach to putting perspective yes. into the recordings? I would imagine we did. it's going to be out yeah. there in the open. So. Yeah, it was all about the feel more than the perspective, you know? It was kind of like anything six feet from the camera. It was all close. Mm -hmm. And then when we could space it out with a little bit of noise. I mean, like, he couldn't go, he couldn't go loud because it was like, oh, you'll hear that. Mm -hmm. You can't go that loud, you know? It was little things like the body falls and, you know, things like that that could add a little bit of space so that's when we did it but you know we got lucky building the room here it's pretty live so we can do just kind of all near mic stuff and it's still a fair bit of uh, room on it so cool. I always love watching Foley teams work because so much <laughs> communication is happening non-verbally oh yes <laughs> that is true a lot of grunts and a lot of 
And then he makes up stuff here and there, and I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> it means more guide. Oh, okay. But along those lines, yeah, we've worked together for so many years that we kind of know visually, just kind of look at each other and we know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> for Shape of Water, did you guys do any actual waterfall? Yeah, we did a few here and there. Not so much the, the tank of water that the character is in, but there's several scenes in downpours. Uh, so yeah, all the wet footsteps and stuff. We have a water tank here that we can, uh, again, deaden for exterior scenes so it's not, you don't pick up the room. Did you guys do anything for the creature in? Oh yeah. <laughs> so actually that was, uh, Guillermo wanted to hear that first from us. Yeah. That was one of the first things we did is we went time. through the whole film and did, the and did uh, that creature's skin movement and footsteps and stuff. So that was quite a challenge right away. You're just thrown into it. I remember the note. I, got, I still remember the note we were given. Because there was no, it was like, oh, do, you guys need to do the monster. I'm like, what? Okay, what's it like? And the note was a bucket of steaks. That's what he note. wants it to sound That's like. what Guillermo wanted to sound like, a bucket of steaks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We added our own spin on that. We uh, Basically, I, I used a whole bunch of different kinds of meat, like uh, pork ribs and stuff like that, and made them wet and goopy and kind of caressed them with the movement of the visual, what the creature looked like. And then we would add elements. Um, so he had uh, little fins on the side of his head and neck that would open and close while he breathed and talked and stuff like that. So we would add a completely different element for that on a different track which kind of was old audio tape, the crispiness of the old audio tape and a wet rag kind of rubbing together. And it, 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 it contrasted with the, with the ribs <laughs> oh, yeah. very well. So it, it, it kind of worked pretty neat. That's, yeah, that's the other thing about being in Foley is you're pretty much a bird watching the screen. You have to justify anything that moves, whether it needs a sound or not. So this guy, when he's looking at the monster, is like, oh, wait, wait, wait. His shoulders moves there. Let me do something there. Or his eyeballs yeah, moving. His eyelids. Yeah, the eyelids. Yeah, we did the eyelids for a <laughs> bit too. What about the creature in a quiet place? Did you do anything for that? Mm, the claws. The only no, in the, not in the silo. The silo. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, I guess when he would uh, again, Foley is more like the gentle stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So if he aggressively hit a piece of whatever wood or metal or something, that was all sound effects. But if it was a gentle touch. With a slow scratching movement, yeah, we would add that kind of thing for sure. And in the grain silo, did you guys do any of the grain movement? All oh, that. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Have you got the, the studio clean yet from there? It's <laughs> still uh, <laughs> we're still discovering corn chunks everywhere. The mice are happy. Yeah. But that's uh, thirty dollars or forty dollars worth of corn in a big huge bag, and then we uh, the challenge there is to keep it quiet as you're performing, like it can't be in a bag and it can't mm -hmm. be hitting anything that's gonna yeah. be loud. So it kinda had a blanket wrapped around and had a pool of just corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you just basically put your hands and feet through it and make it work. That scene was incredibly stressful to watch. <laughs> ah, it was, the whole thing was. Yeah, the whole movie was stressful. Uh, I jumped but in quite a good a, way. Yeah, I jumped quite a few times when I saw it. I was like, whoa. 
That's but big. the actual creature movements, no, we didn't really do it. We actually didn't even see really it. see it because yeah. the final product wasn't quite there. Yeah. Again, we would get notes, like the end scene, shooting at the, uh, at the creature in the basement. Again, we had no visuals. You just see a shelf fall down and stuff. So oh, we, yeah, we were right. kind of told to do a hit and then do all the stuff that falls off the shelf. And so again, no real creature movements because we never saw it. And what was the schedule like for it? Tight. Extremely tight, and they told us oh, that, that from the start. Was, yeah. yeah, that was. Really we were. Tight. It was flowing out of here pretty fast. Wow. Yeah. Like the day after they got in touch with us, pretty much we started it. Oh wow. Yeah. Because they it needed was, it within like within the month, kind of thing. It was pretty fast, like, and we were. It was. It was sort of stressful. I don't know. You know how it is. You get your gear, and you're like, don't like any of your gear, and how it sounds, and all that kind of stuff, and you're like, ah, uh, we were supposed to be at the ten minute mark by now, you know. So it was tight, and they worked a little bit differently than we work. Uh, they wanted the props first, which is different for us. So we, you did the whole film for props? Yeah. Then went back and did all the footsteps. Oh, we usually oh, do a, a complete first. pass of yeah. footsteps first. Okay. And that's kind of our basis of what to record everything level-wise, what to record everything after that. So, yeah, that was a little different too. But, you know, whatever the client wants, we try to mm -hmm. make them happy. Is there anything from A Quiet Place that sticks out as something that was really hard to do or something that you felt you really nailed? I like that foot. <laughs> I like the sand foot, the close sand feet. The feet? As I was saying before, they had sand everywhere, everywhere they walked, so on wood or on the dirt paths or whatever. It was all sand. Um, yeah, I think that was my favorite was. part, too. And it you was. actually hear it in the theater, which was pretty cool. It was the, bi it was the note. And we hit it so early in the process that it was like, okay. So did you have to adjust a, a pit? Because a lot of times when you're doing sand, it's a beach or something, which is deep sand. This yeah. is a very thin layer of sand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, on the wood and stuff, again, it's how much do you put down on the wood to make it sound right. So for sure, there was a lot of uh, guessing and, and figuring out before you actually recorded the, the walk or something. So little challenging for sure that way. Oh, we sh I should throw in kudos to our outboard gear. <laughs> There's a lot of treatment that helps us. Uh, like Steve can make a sound in there, but there's a lot of gear that we've, we go against the grain. You, in the old days, I was always told, flat, everything, they want it like that. Nowadays, there's no time to do anything. So if you can make it sound close to what they want and guess, then you do it. Plus, there's noise and all that. So we have a lot of gear that kind of helps that. So everything's going through an EQ. Oh yeah, everything goes through. I got all sorts of crazy <laughs> stuff going on here. That's a cat. Yep. You know. Oh yeah, that was another throw out there. I've been using the cat. We tried the cat on this one for the first time. Look at there that it thing. Is up there, yeah. Oh my gosh, jeez. <laughs> you know, and and I would like just get up, and the thing would like static. Bam! And he's like, what was that? And I go, it's okay, I just moved the cat. You know, so it was a lot of using this, you know, trying out things to... to so that's a Cat cat 43, right? Just yeah. For, to clear up. Who makes a Cat 43 again? Dolby. That's Dol a Dolby. Dolby, yes. Yeah. Okay. It was like the Holy Grail. Yeah. For the longest time, I remember. Long time ago, yeah. Yeah. Not but, so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, hey, do you got one of those? Yeah, hey, you can have it. Okay, mm -hmm. okay sure, no problem. But it... it you know, when we were doing Mother, that we were the noise thing was quite apparent that w was bugging us so much. So sometimes he, he has to walk so quietly to do something, 
it's just like, ah, we got to get it louder somehow, you know? Mm -hmm. I have no idea if our levels are right yet, so. <laughs> the challenge there, too, is um, that whole movie was shot on a set, which was really noisy to begin with, and creaky floors and uh, background noises. His mother. Yeah, people walking around, you know, the crew walking around as they're carrying the camera. So it was a real challenge for the mixers to kind of use our stuff that was so polished and clean compared to the stuff that was recorded on set. It almost, track, yeah. yeah, we'd have to do redo stuff kind of dirtier because it was too nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oops. You're doing too good a job. Yeah, yeah it's too clean, you know, put some digital clicks in there. And, uh, okay. <laughs> we want to thank everybody who listens and participates in the show. We want to thank the Foley One crew for letting Tim come and interview them. And thanks also to Stacy DePass for letting us bend and twist her voice on our bumpers. Follow the podcast at The Tone Benders and go to ToneBendersPodcast.com to leave a comment. You can support our podcast by shopping at ToneBendersPodcast.com slash Amazon or ToneBendersPodcast.com slash BH. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Tone Benders. You can find us at iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. If you listen on iTunes or Stitcher, please write us a review while you're there. To support the show, go to ToneBendersPodcast.com and click through our Amazon link or leave us a tip. You can also download and listen to our entire show archive there and leave a comment on our site or on SoundCloud. Keep up to date by following at the Tone Vendors on Twitter or find Tone Vendors Podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Email us with your questions and ideas at info at tonevendorspodcast.com.